Welcome to Video Land. Mega Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my cartoon companion, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, um, it feels like this has been a long time coming for me. We're going to look back at one of my absolute all-timers, Captain N, the Games Master. This was huge for me. I don't know about you, but this was huge for me as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I... I didn't remember what it was called for ages. I remember Simon Belmont. I remember the Mega Man. I remember Kid Icarus. So I remembered the characters. And mm-hmm. even going back to it, so seeing like um, King Hippo and um, oh, fucking Eggplant Wizard, um, which we'll come on to that in a minute as well. Fucking hell, what a weird character that was. Um, but So I remember those, but I didn't remember it being called Captain N. So when you said about doing Captain N, I was like, all right, okay, yeah, we can have a look at that. Um, and as soon as I started looking at it, oh, fuck, right, okay, that's the thing I can remember. Because we were yeah. talking about Castlevania a month or so ago. And so I remembered, obviously, Simon Belmont from that. And I said, yeah. no, it's different things. So, I, so, yeah, so that kind of got it to me. But I, I'm trying to work out where I would have watched this. I think it was it on, on Sky One on a Saturday morning. Right. Now, this has been doing my absolute nutting. And I can't, I've even tried to do research on it. And I, and I can't work it out because I think, yes, I think it was on Sky One. And I think that's where I first watched it. But I also have a feeling that it ended up making its way onto ITV as well. Right, okay. and I don't know why. Um, yeah, but either I way, can, I, I can remember we used to stay um, quite often. Um, my parents would go out with my aunt and uncle, so we would stay with my grandparents. Yeah, um, and they had um, they they had um, Oki cable, um, yeah. and then legit cable, and eventually satellite. Um, and we used to watch this because we used to like my my grand used to work shifts. Um, so if she wasn't up and out at like four o'clock in the morning to go, because she worked in a, a phone factory, my stake. So if she wasn't up and out at stupid o'clock in the morning to go to work, she'd have a lie in. By yeah. which I mean she'd stay in bed till like half seven. Yeah. Um. So we, but it, we were always up by then. So we'd go downstairs and like we knew what channels we were allowed to watch. Like them, the so the, the, the when we know we knew that the the way the the TV was set up, we knew we could watch one to one to seven. I think it was. Um. And then after that it was like the film channels, which they didn't have and stuff like that. So that so and Sky One, uh, I'm sure it's, it was. I'm sure it's Sky One. It was Channel Six on on the you know, pre-programmed on the TV. Yeah, and so that's what we always used to go down. And I'm sure this was one of the things we used to watch on there. There was this um, Defenders of the Earth, um, yeah. and then you you they used to show shit like Lamb Chop and Mrs Pepperpot as well in this block of kids programs. Um, and the really yeah. bizarrely, like normally with kids TV, they'd have the young ones first, and then you build up to the older ones. But for whatever reason, they did this and Defenders of the Earth and a couple of others before, and then Lamb Chop was on like fucking nine o'clock or something like that. Right, yeah, now that sounds familiar then, because one thing I definitely remember, I couldn't remember the exact channel, but I did have a, I, my gut instinct, first of all, was that it was on Sky, and then I, I thought for some reason it was on ITV as well, but one thing I definitely remember is it was on very early, yeah. because, like, we, you know, we, we started this whole thing off with this, with SMPD, talking about, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, That's, that was kind of our ethos, and then we sort of done other things and just made it more of a general, all-encompassing shows that we used to watch as children, Um but this, like, if you asked me to pick a Saturday morning cartoon, like, this is one of the top of the list for me, because it literally was that. I remember waking up early on a Saturday, and I'm talking, like, eight, half eight, and being like, fucking hell, Captain N's on. I need to, like, get I, I think, I think it was this. even earlier than that. It was definitely early, because it, was, it wasn't, like, prime time. It was no, I, I could have it was, like, early. seven up or seven. It was proper early. 
for, yeah, for a and, Saturday morning. And I would make a point of getting up to watch Captain N. Um, now, I have a feeling then it, it made its way onto ITV just because I I have memories of it get, being shown in that weird kind of Act 1, Act 2 format where they used to kind of divvy a show up. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago as well, where you'd be watching, you know, one of the live action magazine shows and whatever their cartoon was, they just split it in the middle. Yeah. And I and I, I seem to remember that happening with it as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain it was on like DJ Cat or something like that. Mm. Um, and it does, even rewatching it now, um, it's got that feel of one of those kind of, I, I don't want to use the word kind of B grade but it, but it is that kind of, you know, this isn't Ninja Turtles or He-Man mm, or, you yeah. know, this is this is your kind of lower tier cartoon. Yeah. This isn't your zeitgeist like of Saturday morning kids cartoons, is it? No. And yet, you know, it's got like fully licensed video game characters at the height well, of. Yeah. Know. And this is the thing that the I do very limited re- uh, reading about it today. And it was the, the whole Captain N concept. It was designed as a promotional thing for uh, for the NES. Um, I can believe that Nintendo were all over this kind of shit in the so, 80s. Like, so what they did, they, one of their um, one of their guys created like a, a, created the the, um, the Kevin character, um, mm-hmm. and then they said, oh, well, we could do this and we could do that and we can we could have all these characters and all these things that we already own the fucking licenses for, and so created like scenarios and it was all um, even like uh, Mother Brain and it was all like promotional build up for the NES, um, and then. Um, Nintendo America basically said and optioned um, Deke to make it and fucked off the creator. Nice. They gave him uh-huh. no credit for um, for any of the, for the creation or for the original writing or for the characters or anything. They basically, yeah, we'll have that. Put some characters in and fucked him off. That's dodgy as fuck. Um, a proper dick move. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, welcome to the 80s, everyone, I guess. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I can't remember the guy's name. I did just read it not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that's really shitty. Um, but that that's interesting because one of the things that you know I, I didn't really pick up on as a kid because you're not switched on to this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, one of the first things I clocked this time out, and I can't believe I didn't think about this in my memory of Captain N either. And incidentally, this is the first time I've ever rewatched it. Like yeah, as much same. as I love this, I've never. It's it's always stayed with me, and I have very vivid memories of it. Like, like this was like putting a, an old pair of trainers on. Like I knew all these mm. characters and everything. I've never forgotten them. Yeah. Um, but the connection that I didn't make that I made immediately this time was I always remembered it being like this huge like love letter to Nintendo and like this mm. big promotional thing yeah. for for Nintendo. Ninety um, percent of these characters are not Nintendo characters, so no, that all license, third party license. All, yeah, they're like Konami characters and Capcom characters. Like, okay, yeah, you've got. In fact, the weird thing is most of the actual Nintendo characters, Zelda and Link aside, and Game Boy spuriously when he shows yeah. up. Um, most of the actual Nintendo characters are the villains, yeah. which is a very weird place yeah. to put your like if if your licensing is based around Nintendo and that and that's the overarching house here that covers all yeah. of these. You know, he wears a NES controller on his belt. That's his that's yeah. his power which controller thing. Awesome. Yeah, he's got his zapper. You know, like it, it like this this thing has Nintendo DNA. Yeah. But then they're your main license, and and actually you're painting them kind of as the bad guys. It is, it's, which it's is quite really bizarre. odd. And I mean, if you look at it, if you compare it today to today, um, let's say if you, um, think of Apple TV Plus as a prime example. Any show that's that's on Apple, and they're all made by Sony. They're not made directly by Apple. They're all made by Sony and and, and the license. So everyone has an iPhone. Everyone has a Mac. Everyone, every any any tablet is a is mm-hmm. an iPad. Any any set of headphones and you know, our, our, our AirPods. So that's all fine. That's all licensed. But beyond 
anything for Apple TV, any, anything that's ever made. So say, for example, we, would, we were to make a film tomorrow and we, ha- we were making I don't know, an action film about a terrorist. Our terrorists would not be allowed to use an iPhone. This is Apple a thing won't for license Apple. It. Yeah, this is a thing for Apple. So isn't they, it? they will not license. Yeah, they yeah. will not license it. Um, so that's why Nintendo's position is really fucking odd. It, it is really, really strange. But I mean, I mean I say Captain N aside because he's got the zapper and the controller yeah, and the big I, fucking I, Letterman jacket. And, and, and like you know, Lincoln's elder are in it as well. And yeah. you know, there are like they some... pop later this season too, don't they? They're not. In, yeah. they're not in a lot of it. No, they're not. They're not in it much at all, actually. Um, but especially weird for me, you know, Nintendo fanboy that I am, and knowing how tightly Nintendo control their licensing, like, yeah. you know, especially back then in the eighties, like the Nintendo seal of quality was a thing. Yeah, it's fuck all now. But like, you bought a Nintendo game, it came wrapped in cellophane with a gold seal around it. The Nintendo yeah, and, and the little fucking quality. gold rosette on it, and yeah, exactly. Like even their third party licenses, like you didn't get any old shit on no. a Nintendo. Like that, that no, game, it was all, yeah, meant it was all proper. Something. And yeah. until you started buying this of the twenty in one cartridge from the Lucky Lucky Man down in Tenerife. Yeah, but then they didn't have the Nintendo seal of quality on them. Did I, I, I had one, I had one which did, but it was green. Yeah, exactly. So you know, Nintendo are pretty fucking tight about this yeah. sort of thing. And then, but then we say that, and we've got a whole podcast predicating on how poor the Super Mario Brothers movie was, and how it's nothing like the actual game. So yeah, I guess maybe their their media licensing wasn't as shit hot. Um, but it, but in, in a way, I, I think it kind of helps it that they're not just locked down to Nintendo characters because you know the Mario Bros had their own show. They don't yeah. pop up in this at all. Zelda, they are mentioned though. They are mentioned. Yeah, they in are the mentioned. Pilot. Yeah, in the pilot. Um, Link and Zelda had their own show as well. They just happened to cross over into this one. Um, incidentally, that needs to go on our list, The Legend yes. of Zelda. So I don't know why it's not. I thought uh, it was. i got to be honest. So did I, but it's not. Um, yeah, so, we'll fix that. Yeah. So, so they had their own show, but they pop up. But then all of these other ones, you know, so, so those are your big Nintendo hitters out the way anyway. So all of these other sh- like characters that we've got, you know, Kid Icarus, Mega Man, Simon Belmont, like, they are characters that in the early years of Nintendo's it, like, yes, you, you would associate them with Nintendo. And I still even find it weird now, you know, in latter generations that without question, the best Castlevania games came out on the PlayStation, but mm. Castlevania is a Nintendo franchise to me, even though it's economy, like it's, yeah. it's a Nintendo product. It belongs but, on Nintendo. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it, that's an awkward one as well. Cause obviously the, the original PlayStation was a Nintendo product anyway. Well, yeah, let's not get into that argument. Yeah, um, yeah so, I mean, it, um, it doesn't surprise me there would have been some licensing things that were done as part of that deal or around that deal, thinking that's how that was going to work. Um, and then it didn't. So, obviously, like, if licenses had gone already before the console was ready, mm. then that would kind of explain that. But you, you're right. I mean, Castlevania, is, you know, to me, it's a Nintendo product. That would be like, you know. But it's, it's like Sonic popping up on anything other than a Mega Drive. Yeah. Exactly. It's just and, not and right. It's wrong. Yeah, it seems wrong. And, you know, and, and that's just as time has moved on, you know, and as, you know, we, we're kind of homogenizing our consoles now. And, and I think in yeah. the next generation, this isn't a video game podcast, so we won't get too deep in this, but I think Microsoft are very much pushing us towards that in the next generation. Um, mm. I'm all for it, incidentally, because that means I can play anything on any machine. Well, this, which this is, is it. And I mean, I, I, they've but, started it because I mean, I think I can't remember what franchise it is. One of the big EA franchises, I think, but you can actually play it cross platform. Yeah, the cross platform play is the thing for a lot of a lot of games now. But you know, specifically with the way Xbox is moving towards cloud gaming and yeah. you know, not 
even the need for a console anymore in a lot of cases as long as you've got an xbox account yeah. then you know and, and we're seeing more and more like ea buy into that as well now so all the ea games are on there yeah so you know the, you don't get these kind of or very few uh, and far between anyway these franchises that are locked to specific platforms yeah. you know um, especially you know we've seen it in this generation's console launch neither xbox nor sony really have got big exclusives um for the playstation 5 and and the new no. generation of xbox you know they, they just don't that isn't a thing anymore no i think um, the only one i've seen is the the spider-man they announced this week spider-man 2 that's going to be xbox uh, that's going to be playstation exclusive but it's not a Sony game. It's an Insomniac no, it, game. Oh, yeah. Sony have got a studio now. But but you see what I'm saying? That, that yeah. again, is that similar thing to, to Castlevania. There is absolutely no reason why that game couldn't pop up on Xbox. No, that, that's right. And it's just Sony paid more money for it. Exactly that. Or, or I think they've got the studio now. But yeah, same, still. same as like Naughty Dog did with um, uh, Last of Us and uh, originally, yeah. when they originally released. I think it, it eventually went cross-platform, didn't it? I think. Yes, yeah. Uh, well, well, no, Last of Us hasn't. No, but no, Naughty hasn't, Dog. No, Naughty Dog are in-house with Sony. They, right, okay. Again, they, they, those are only ever going to be on Sony until such a time that they decide, you know, basically the way Microsoft are going until such a time that Microsoft just stump up the money and possibly even fucking buy Sony. I mean, like they own the biggest exclusive to come out on PlayStation so far, arguably, is Deathloop, which is out next week. And it's been developed in-house at Microsoft. They own fucking Bethesda now. So, like... You know, like I said, this isn't a video game podcast, so we're not going to get into that. But I, it, that just struck me as odd with the licensing. Yeah. Is that, and I very much remember this being the Nintendo show. Yeah, and the reason yeah. I remember that is because, you know, we've talked about it quite a lot on this podcast. I'm I'm a huge Nintendo fanboy and, and was growing up. And that started with this show. Um, my, my first console, my first computer was a, a ZX Spectrum. My first console was a Sega Master System. I wasn't always a Nintendo kid. But I'm happily playing away on my Sega Master System, and then this fucking thing shows up. Mm. Now, at this point, Sonic doesn't have his cartoon yet, and when he did, it was not great. Um, Let's be honest, it was shit. Yeah, it was shit, right? So all of a sudden, I'm playing on my Master System, but then Saturday mornings, I'm seeing Captain N, and there's this whole generation of characters now that I don't have access to. I can't play as Simon Belmont. I can't play as Kid Icarus. I can't play as Mega Man. I can't fight Mother Brain. Hmm. I can't do any of these things because I don't have a fucking NES. And so it became a thing for me. Like, I I had to have a Nintendo console. And I, I think, actually, thinking on it, I think the Super Mario Brothers Super Show was actually part of that morning block as well. This I remember this getting a block with Mario and Zelda as well at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I think it, was, that, I think it may, might have all been that. So, it, it, hey, kids, it's Saturday morning. Your parents are hungover. Come and watch yeah. cartoons for a couple of hours. Yeah, exactly. And it was literally just a you know, cartoon, 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 and banging them out straight. And I think quite possibly three, the three, if not others as well, were all together. Yeah. So being exposed to this kind of all of this Nintendo franchising and these Nintendo properties that you know, I, I wasn't really aware of because I was mm. playing fucking Shinobi and Sonic the Hedgehog. And, yeah. you know, like they don't have these characters. And that's one of the, I think, real triumphs of this show in rewatching it now is even today, the strength of the characters. Some of them are annoying as fuck. All right. Kid Icarus needs to die. Um, yeah, so, Kid Icarus like, needs to fuck off and die. Definitely. Oh, my God. Like, I want to reach to the screen and punch him. Um, I but, just want to knock some words out of his head. Like yeah. actually no, I just want to knock Icus out of his head. I was going to say you want to, it's just the Icus thing, isn't it? Yeah. Unless like, you're making the unless you're making the biggest Icus joke, don't bother. It, yeah, it just doesn't work. That's 
that's a problem that we'll come on to not just the ickest thing there yeah. there is there are some problems with this show and yeah. and that's kind of thematically one of them is hammering things to death um and also things not making sense but other than that like there's a real strong sense of character to, to all these even when the guest stars show up you know i don't know yeah. if you saw the the bayou billy episode yes for instance like okay he's crocodile dundee but it works like you know yeah. who that is instantly you know Simon Belmont, um, like it was, it was your way into us doing this. You remembered Simon Belmont as a character. Yeah, I've. This sounds weird because this is a B grade cartoon, but I've carried Simon Belmont as a character with yeah. me through my entire life. I, I've always, I always have. I mean, I always remember. Um, so we used to we used to watch this. I say quite regularly. Also, Ghostbusters was a massive thing for me, and he was like a bigger version of Egon, but less yes. nerdy. And so yeah. whenever, um, whenever I was talking about, whenever I talked about cartoons and, and Ghostbusters comes up, I will automatically, no, Egon was always my favorite because he was the, the tall, the tallest one with the glasses high, yeah. um, you know, so that kind of made sense. But then on the back of that, you had another character in another show, which I used to watch, and I couldn't remember the fucking name of it, whereby you had a different version of the same guy. Yeah. I mean, he's so, kind of so got... it's always been in the back of my head and it took, it's, I always remember you, Simon Belmont, I always remember you from Castlevania, couldn't remember what fucking show it was. And so when we started talking about it, oh, fuck, yeah, that's him. I mean, to the point where, you know, we're, we're generations and generations on from those original Castlevania games now, and there are generations of the Belmont family. So you don't yeah. always play as Simon Belmont. And, you know, in the Netflix Castlevania, it's Trevor Belmont. And that always, it just feels weird to me to say the word Belmont and not prefix it with Simon. But more than that, just the, the character and the ethos behind the character he is quite tropey you know he is kind of the self-involved narcissistic you know hero yeah. who's, who's always got to save the day but i think what they do really well and perhaps the reason why he's actually stayed with me and um you know basically is my dungeons and dragons character um, <laughs> which you know nobody seems to have picked up on in our group but there you go um, <laughs> It's because you know the, the temptation with this character, with with this trope, with the, the kind of narcissistic hero, is to also make him a buffoon and to actually make him quite cowardly and preening. Yes. Um, and and there is there's a slight element of that with Simon, like he is vain, but he is still very much a hero. He is still yeah. the one swinging across chasms on his vine, and he still has good ideas yeah. that save the day, and he's still a hero, yeah, ultimately. And yeah, that's I mean, the difference in his character compared to, say, Gaston, for instance, yeah. or, or another of his ilk. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I watched... Um, I haven't had a chance to watch as much as I wanted to. We had a shitter of a couple of weeks. Um, I mean, I was, I was there last week, um, this week... I just watched you know, money spill down a drain, and I tried to fix my tire, and the or the fucking sealant just came out the big hole in the back. Nice. Um, yeah, so no, lots of shit like that the last couple of weeks. Um, so I watched a couple today, but one thing I did, what, did pick up with Simon actually is that and so the temptation is to make him an ass, mm. and he is a bit. No, he's a bit of an ass, but actually, there no. What he says does have merit a lot of the time. The, the plans he comes up with, it, no, they're not the stupid ones. You immediately go, yeah, okay, you do that. I'm going to go over there. And there's, but there's some nice character touches. Things like the two-headed coin in the first yeah. episode. Where, no, that's a really nice touch. Um, he where he's he's swinging. He he, sort of, he whips onto a tree branch and you know he's talking about I'll be there in a snap. And you know, the the branch snaps and he he breaks the fourth wall. Oh, that's not the snap I, I meant. All this sort of stuff. It's really clever. And in any other character that wouldn't work. No. No, I mean, I I have actually rewatched quite a lot, unsurprisingly, because, as I say, I really enjoyed this. And 
specifically because I twigged onto this early because this was a character I'd carried with me and in rewatching it I fell in love with Simon all over again straight away he's unquestionably my, my favorite character in this thing um I was specifically looking for that trope I was specifically looking for the cowardly buffoon for you know yeah. for him to get caught in a trap and Kevin to have to come and save him and him to actually be all all piss and vinegar and, and not be able to and the only time we can get close to that in the ones that I've watched um, it is very early on in the run in episode three mm. um, there's a point where they go to Castlevania world um, but they go there because Mother Brain has worked out everybody's greatest fear the only time you see Simon really approach anything yeah. um, to get in jelly leg is when they work out that actually losing to Dracula is his greatest fear and yeah. so there are, there are moments in that where he's confronted with monsters and but again instead of just running away you know shaggy and scooby style he yeah. pushes it down and gets through it mm. and i think that's really unusual and, and for a kid's cartoon as well that it's so easy to have just fallen back on that trope of like yeah, yeah he's actually the, the cowardly hero yeah. and, he, and you know he's the day. Throne. yeah they don't do that and, and it's you know it's the same like with a character like Mega Man. you know there's I mean, you, you don't actually Mega Man doesn't do a lot, to be honest, mm, but there yeah. is a temptation to with a, with a character like Mega Man to fall into just the, the walking tank, basically. Yeah. So I mean, to make him man at arms yes. um, and, and they don't do that. You know, he actually very rarely does he even get in a scrap. He's more yeah, about he's not Joe exposition, of, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say the, the ones I watched, I, I think I watched about half a dozen. Um, I will watch more because I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um but the ones i watched it was kind of usually him and kid icarus were on the fringes so if anything happened i think i come to the first or the second episode where um i think the first one where they go to go to rescue um princess from um from mother brain and kevin um lana the dog whose name duke was it duke yeah um they're standing on what is clearly a trapdoor mm -hmm. and it opens and they fall through but icarus is obviously flying around and Mega Man's on the edge so he doesn't actually fall in he's on the side and when it closes behind them they're left behind and they're not involved in the bit that comes next um which is also the, the platform gamey type stuff which is just showing them this is what nintendo's all about it's all about platform games kids um so that would that worked really well but yeah Mega Man, you know you expect him to be just punching stuff yeah and just you know if he's gonna know if he's gonna say anything they're gonna be puns about knocking people out but you yeah. don't get that and yep. again what they've done it's it's actually quite bold and quite brave because generally as i said no tropes are tropes for a reason no they, they yeah. work and they get used so it would have been so easy just to fall into right well this is our ensemble piece here's our reluctant hero here's our damsel in distress here's our buffoon who thinks he's got a chance for the damsel in distress Here's the tank, and here's the one who nobody really knows what he does, apart from fly around a bit and say it's It's the comic relief, essentially, isn't it? But it's yeah. not funny, that's the problem. No, I know, but that's that's yeah. that's his intention. That, yeah, that, that's intended role. So, uh, yeah, it would be so easy to have that. And then, how, no, I mean, you've got it more on the other side with the villains, whereby, um, you know, you've got Mother Brain as, as, your, as your villain, and then you've got the two henchmen who actually go off and do all the stuff, yeah. because the main villain is unable to or too busy or too important or whatever else and they put faith in these boobs who fail every single time yeah. um so i mean that's more tropey than than the other side i think and i think that that's possibly one thing that does let it down is that it's it's rose gallery is quite small and it's, very yes. unimaginative like, yes. they do the same thing more or less all the time yeah that that is uh, my biggest issue with it actually and we talked about this with, with he-man as well you know it pretty much is mother brain has an idea Eggplant, Wizard, and King Hippo go off and fuck it up. And, you know, Mother Brain loses and Lava rinse, repeat. Um, yeah. But but even within that, 
uh, the narrative structure of these episodes. And I actually think some of the writing um, moment to moment is is very good. It's very fucking funny. I don't yeah. remember it being as funny as No, it I is. don't either. It's very funny. And there is some cheeky, subversive humour in there as well uh, yeah. that you don't even have to look very hard for. Uh, but there's some, there's some really good slapstick comedy in there as well. Yeah. Um, some really good lines. It, the performances are all pretty good as well. Yes. Uh, but then narratively, overall, there are just these these brushstrokes, basically. It really is just, just like He-Man. It's like, well, this is what the threat's going to be this week, and there'll yeah. be some shooting and some jumping on some platforms. Every week, and... every week the gun won't work at some point. Yeah, and, and then, no, you know... Run out of, even... If control will run out of power... I mean, there's, there's even points where I've been watching it going, hang on, how the fuck did they get from there to there? And what's happened here? There are large yeah. chunks of narrative yeah. missing. That as a kid, you just go, you, yeah, you don't know, you don't notice, you don't care, whatever. Yeah. But uh, but I want more now as an adult. Um, yeah, having said that, and I, I think kind of the way they talk themselves around it usually was that there's portals everywhere. Oh yeah, but it's it's not even like literally. How did they get from there to there in space and time? I'm talking about like, hang on a minute, we've just missed a huge chunk of exposition yeah. somewhere here. Yeah, but like, I mean that's generally what happens. You you'll be in a bit. And then you won't know that bit is finished, but the next thing you know, they'll be stepping out or falling out of a yeah. portal into something else. So yeah, there's yeah. big chunks of the narrative missing. But that's yeah. always their get-out clause is that they stepped into a portal somewhere. And you don't need to know how or where. They just, and as a, as, as a kid, you won't care. No, you won't yeah, notice you and you won't care. As an adult watching it, A, more for you because you're nearly 40. No, you are 40, aren't you? I'm, yeah, um, I'm gone yeah. 40. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so no, it, it's that sort of, so, you know, you shouldn't really care this much. And obviously, you know, in the 80s, they didn't, ex- late 80s, early 80s, they didn't expect, I mean, cartoons and kids' TV wasn't something that adults went back to. No, no, we're an entirely different generation now. No, I mean, I mean, you know, we're an entirely different generation. Well, Christ, we're you know, two, three generations removed from that. Um, and, and our culture has changed dramatically. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, you you would you you didn't get it. No, you didn't get it. Sort of the your high end um, uh, shows, but you would get it quite often in a lot of stuff. Where it doesn't matter. Kids aren't going to notice. It's just a kids show. Yeah, and, and there is an element of that running through it. I think there there are occasionally these lackadaisical elements, clearly where they've just gone. It's for kids. You know, there there are some. For the most part, the animation is pretty good. Yeah. Spino, it's excellent but it's pretty good but there are some like some of the episodes i've watched backgrounds just disappear all of a sudden yeah. they're just on like flat beige backgrounds yeah I, I did spot that what? i think it was the second episode where he's in the bayou and you've got that thing which i think the head just looks at like the heads upside down the big yeah. snarl of him with the green eyes down here yeah and he, he's fe- um kevin's facing off against that and all of a sudden it's just like there's a, a an orangey cream background yeah and See, that, they're not happened. standing on it there's no yeah. foreground it's like, hang on a minute what that's happened in a few episodes that I've so watched. I, I only spotted it in that one. I think one one other time as well. I can't remember which one it was, but I only, I only watched a couple. But yeah, I was watching on. Hang on a minute. Yeah. And it, it's, mean, it's, it's really frustrating because this, the animation is usually really good. Yeah. And 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 it's, it's actually quite slick as well. So you know, when you are in the like in, certainly in the pilot where they, you get the bit where they fall through the trap door and then they're doing the platform, you get to show off that you no know, the the games and stuff. That's all really good. It works really well. It's all really slick. Even like the moving parts work really well. But then you get to that, and you you have that, and then you get to what is effectively um, a, a long shot over the shoulder of of this monster, and say so you haven't even fucking bothered to colour it in. No, and it, it, it's really annoying, but it, it clearly is just somebody going ah for kids they were, and I didn't know this as a kid. No. Um, what what I remember as a kid is like yeah, loving Simon Belmont, loving the opening, which is yeah. still 
pretty fucking cool. Um, you know, I yeah, I mean, the effects on that were shit, but... but yeah, come on, it was the fucking late eighties. Um, but yeah, everyone was high, the, nobody cared. The thing I remember more than anything, and we haven't talked about them yet, and I can't believe it's you know we're nearly thirty minutes. Well, we are thirty minutes in, pretty much, and I haven't brought them up. Is those montages, which are in every episode. There's always a, a montage where he jumps across platforms and shoots things, and it to, used to, to, be... to what is not very definitely not beat it. Well, right, because <laughs> that that version of beat it or whatever it is is played in about four or five of the episodes that I've watched. I, I think I've I seen... it's in every episode I've seen. Right, so it might it might even be. Everyone. I think it's let from it wash what from what I assume because of the ones I've because it's in all the ones I've seen. I assumed it was standard. Whenever you have one of these montages, you have this no, not beat it. Now I though specifically remember, and either I'm going mad, right, or there's there's got to be a reason for this, and it's possibly licensing. I swear to God, they used to have actual like rock songs over those montages. They were like I proper eighties movie montages like i'm talking we had like they were covers they clearly weren't the actual artists i don't know i don't don't know whether beat it would have been one of them i can't remember what the songs were but like for instance you might have had beat it in there and that's just the one they've decided to go oh yeah you can put beat it in there it'll be fine um maybe i'm mad no you're not if you're on the wiki page there's a section called alternative versions and basically it talks about a load of times where they've changed the music Right. Okay. So that's probably they have used the same piece of music. Then, if there's a licensing thing, maybe they were just like, we're gonna, like "We need to get rid of Beat It. What can we have? Uh, this instead. It yeah. sounds like Beat It. It'll be fine." Um, but I, I distinctly remember it being like, you know, vocals and everything. Like I remember these being like movies, essentially. They, like even though again, it, it feels like it's a kind of a B grade cartoon because it's not Transformers and it's not He Man and it's not on yeah. in the afternoon and it's not even in you know the middle of the morning. Yeah, like these things felt like they had production value. It felt expensive to me, and it was exciting, and it was about video games, which you know, again, as we've talked about many, many times, the show has and always will be my favourite form of media. And so, I think as well, I mean, this it's, it's it's video games, but this is very early. No, this is early doors of consoles. Yes. No, you, I mean, I oh, we were talking about before. I had quite a few of the Nintendo no single game units i had i had quite a lot of those um so when the, the we had a, a zx spectrum about my brothers um so we had games on that but then we had these little handheld things which i used to play all the time because game and watch yeah, yeah yeah most of the um like most of the spectrum games we had weren't really you know my type of thing um or they were really fucking hard because i was like five um so we you know we had like no fucking donkey kong and shit and stuff like that but then all of a sudden we we then uh, my brother had a game boy one christmas um and then the following Christmas, I had one, which we we were told originally was because, you know, obviously we were we were we were always fighting over the one, so Santa Santa brought another one. In fact, it was because my parents were fighting over Tetris when we went to bed, which we found out about five years ago. Um, <laughs> it was because my mum and dad couldn't agree whose turn it was, or it was my turn now. I haven't finished yet, and they used to get really petty, like turn it off and shit like that when the other one was playing. So that's why then Santa brought another one the following Christmas. Um, so yeah, so I mean, we went from we went from that into into Game Boy. But so this was I don't remember the Game Boy character uh, in this. I, I so I've seen it now. Obviously, I haven't picked it up this week. I didn't remember. Um, but yeah, like, no, this is this was something that then that's where I got introduced to these characters. No, I, I, I saw this show, and then um, we had the Castlevania game, and we had Mega Man. I don't think we had um, Kid Icarus. 
Um, but no, so we we, we, we recognise these characters then in, in games. And then you know, we obviously had Mario and stuff like that as well. So that, and that's where that grew from. Um, but yeah, like, this is a very early point. And this is, so this is one of those we think, and actually they're really going all out to sell this product. And I said, we, we didn't have a, a NES or a SNES, but a friend of mine did. And we basically we used to spend, again, we'd go there after school and go home when it was dark. Yeah. Um, and uh, weekends and again, holidays. And uh, that's where we were. Or we'd yeah. be out playing football, and then you come back. You no, know, you come back. We'd be playing something on the spectrum, or we'd be, you know, we'd always be playing games. So I mean, this was kind of a, a, a very early part of that, and no, we, I don't know whether without this, we no, without one, we'd have had the other. Um, I think certainly I would still have been interested in games because I was prior to this. That's what that's what got me through the door on this one. It's why I loved it so much was because it was about video games, even though it was games that. I can play, play. Um, but it, it set me up. You know, I loved it so much then and it caught my attention so much that it sent me off on this mission to get a NES. Basically, I think I've told this story before. I ended up doing a long term swap with a friend of mine mm. who had a NES and wanted a master system. I had a master system, wanted a NES. So we swapped for like 18 months or something mad like that. And then eventually our parents made us swap them back. Neither of us really wanted to. But yeah. <laughs> we're like, well, OK, we'll fucking swap them back. Uh, and then as soon as the 16 bit era came along i was straight on to a super nintendo like that was it was not even a question for me i was never having a mega drive yeah it was straight on to super nintendo and i have been a died in the wall hardcore nintendo fanboy ever since uh and i think i owe a lot of that to this cartoon like we, we talked about you know how he-man and transformers and all those used to used to sell toys yeah and for me, this is the absolute biggest success story of that. This is the yeah. one that worked on me. Like, I, I, yes, I had He-Man toys as well and loved the cartoons, but mm. I had them because my parents bought them for me because yeah. I was so young. This, I was consciously old enough to be like, no, I, 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 want, I want this. That. That's, I that's want the one what I want. you're selling. Yeah, yeah, I want what you're selling. I want this. Um, so it, it definitely worked from that standpoint. Um but yeah, so that was just, we went off on that tangent after talking about the production values and stuff. And so mm. I think that was something that, you know, just bypassed me as a kid. I didn't care that they had these beigey color backgrounds. I just remembered the cool stuff. I remembered the yeah. characters. I remembered these montages because they made Nintendo look cool, you know, because he had his blaster. If nothing else, I wanted a NES so I could get the blaster. And of course, yeah. they had the robots as well. You know, yeah. they had Rob. Which, I mean, how the fuck is he not in the show? How the fuck do you put Game Boy in? Well, I mean, I know why you put Game Boy in, because you want to sell Game Boys. Boys. But how do you do that and not have Rob? Yeah, like, I don't know. Um, there, there were some things to that. I mean, and there are some things. And they did, um, there was a comic run as well after this, which they're, a lot of the third party. Never read yeah, that. yeah um, the third parties, like Simon Belmont, they weren't in it. Um, and there were Nintendo, no, Nintendo, Nintendo owned uh, properties in there. Okay. Um, and by and large, it wasn't as successful because people were looking for the show, the show. In, car- yeah. in comic form. So, I mean, you, you had that. But I mean, yeah, there, there were lots of times where some of these characters would have turned up in one, not the other. Yeah. So you may well have had uh, had, uh, had Rob in the comic. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely didn't read that comic. I remember reading Sonic the comic, which sounds very similar. Um, and I, you, you know, I, despite, I don't remember. Despite the Sonic cartoon not being great, Sonic the comic I used to fucking love. Um, but that had a similar effect for me then, weirdly, because that was out in the 16-bit era, yeah. and it was based around Mega Drive games. So that had a similar effect on me then, while I'm playing a SNES, reading Sonic the comic with all these Mega Drive characters. I'm like, but now I kind of want to <laughs> play these guys. 
So I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm an easy mark for video game merchandise. <laughs> um, but I think with this, so much of it is is because, like, yes, I'm an easy mark. So you have to take everything I, that I say with a pinch of salt. But I really do think that the characters were so endearing as well. Mm. And, it, you know, they don't go on these massive arcs. There's no nobody has any growth as such. Yeah you know they they are stereotypes they are tropes but they're handled so well and they are as you say each of them carefully thought about to bring something to the team they don't, they're not just cookie cutters yeah but they you know at the same time they never move like simon never moves past being simon no. kevin doesn't even move past being kevin like and, and he's he's the weirdest character isn't he because this is the 80s and he's like this video game nerd essentially is what he's supposed to be yeah um except he's not is he because he's wearing a letterman jacket yeah which, which means he's so yes. important athlete yeah and you know he kind of talks like he's like a, a cool dude or yeah. whatever you know <laughs> like so he's not because because the the way to move him sorry the way to move him past you to give him something and move past it is for him to be you know and there are episodes where he has to confront his bullies and stuff like that yeah. but again he doesn't look like somebody that's going to get bullied the the, the way to move yeah. him past this is for him to be a scrawny kid in the real world yeah I mean, so when he goes I mean, in he has like an avatar effectively yeah well he can still look like him even but all of a sudden now because he knows these games inside and out because that's what he's done yeah then he's a hero you know, and he gets the girl. In fact, he gets two girls because when Zelda shows up, it's a bone of contention with him and Link because Zelda's all over him as well. Mm. So it's like that that strikes me as weird that he's not that, that he's the same character in both worlds. That is weird. That is me. odd. And I mean, that's kind of you didn't get that a lot in, in, in the 80s with shows like that. You, you would always have a, you know, effectively an alter ego. Yeah. And, and here he's just um him but drawn but it's interesting you say that because i mean i was watching it um let's say watching a couple this afternoon and there were two very definite people i sort of picked out as if if you were making this as live action and there was no no the money was no object the the one that stood out to me and it's probably because of the obvious comparison but was toby Maguire because he does have that sort of you no know, he there is a sort of yeah. innate confidence but there's also the, the, that very good sort of nervous character that you know especially when he's playing peter parker I mean, um, he, that that he, kind of jumped out very yeah. you know, very clearly to me. I, I can see that. I mean, to me, he's always been Michael J. Fox because he essentially I, is Marty McFly. I was going to say <laughs> that that one did. It, there were there were one or two episodes where I did think that in points, but not mm. all the way through. Um, but yeah, there, there was again, there was a very definite and the look as well. Obviously, it's very it's very yeah, generic. It's no, yeah. but, it's yeah, very it's, Michael J. Fox is what it, it is. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, um, the white sneakers and the letterman jacket and the blue denim and it's just yeah. Yeah, he's marty mcfly <laughs> um, yeah so i mean that was that 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 I, I did spot that in a couple of episodes i think it was only in place i say it was only in place so it wasn't all the way through the other one was for um for lana was um not so much for the way she not so much from the way she sounded but certainly the way she acted in a lot of episodes was um zoe deschanel she's got there's a there's I see a, that it's yeah strong, it's not quite a damsel in distress there's a there's a no there's certainly a bit of there's a bit of i don't know it's very 80s no, it's very 80s heavy you know you can't have a have too strong a female character but yeah, yeah, you know yeah. she, but there's something there's something about her which you know gives her a bit of an edge over your no, over your standard damsel in distress over what you would have with um with peach for example definitely definitely she has got she does have agency in all of the stories she very rarely does fighting but she does yeah. have does fighting that's good english very <laughs> <laughs> really does the fighting because that's what the men to do where i to come from um but she she does have agency she does she's yeah. very often a guiding influence and she's clearly the ruler 
she's not just the princess you know the, the king is gone yeah she is the ruler and she acts like she's in charge as well yes. you know like she, she is the glue that holds so she is um to use a modern example she is black widow is who she yeah. is right except black widow does the fighting but she's she's that she's like she's the glue that cements that team together she's the constant yeah, that's that's who she is. Um, it's interesting when we get the Zelda episodes mm. to see the difference between the two because they handle Zelda very well. Like she is flat out like nobody fucks with her. Like she out comes the bow. She fucking rips her fucking dress so she's got all, everything exposed for fighting and stuff. And it's like yeah. she's full on kick ass female, you yeah. know, which is Zelda anyway. You know, despite the fact yeah. she constantly gets herself kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's quite interesting actually. I mean, just for, I mean, I know it's a car, it's a cartoon, so logic isn't really a thing. Um, but given that the king is missing, mm-hmm. you'd think that they'd they'd do something to protect the princess. They'd like give her security or something. Well, I mean, that's what Mega Man, Kid Icarus, and Simon Belmont are for. <laughs> but you, yeah, yeah, on top of that, you think they'd give her actual security, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, people who are actually capable, like I don't yeah. know, Kevin. Um, but it, it's or, interesting. I don't know, some fucking guards or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting that you started casting this in the real world because I did as well, and I think that's the mark of something you're really enjoying, cause especially yeah. when it's nostalgic. Think about like if they made it because to me, and this isn't a new thing either. Um, Simon Belmont has always been Val Kilmer. Yes, like it, it looks exactly like him. Yeah, <laughs> and and the character as well. Like he is very much like late eighties, early nineties action hero Val Kilmer. You know, yeah. when you look at like I said, when you look at that kind of bravado and that machismo without being an idiot. Like, yeah. he is Iceman, Mad Martigan, Bruce Wayne even. You know, like, yeah. he's just, he's Val Kilmer. Like that's yeah. who he is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've done that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you're right, actually. I mean, I think it is um, it is a sign of enjoying it. I mean, that we've watched so many things where everyone, oh, okay, that's all right. And I've watched so many things where I've gone, this is absolute horseshit. There are very few where I've watched two episodes and gone, fuck, why, why have I got so little time to watch more? Right, yeah, that that's the mark of it, because I've done exactly the same thing. I've watched quite a few, but I've not watched as many as I've liked. Um, I'm not having the greatest time at the moment either. And so it is a, it is about just grabbing that time when I can. And this is kind of constantly the back of my mind of like, I wonder if I can grab 20 minutes there. Yeah. Jeremy, this is something I want to watch. I was like, yeah. I've got 20 minutes there, I can stick Captain N on. I think I well, can probably watch is, yeah. Like I, um, I, I tend to watch stuff um, either in the evenings when everyone's in bed, or if the kids are at activities and I've got to sit in the car for an hour. Mm. That's kind of my time, and that was my plan last night. Was um, number one had gymnastics, and so I thought, right, that's an hour. The time we park up, I'll take her in, and then she goes and does her bit for an hour. I sit in the car and watch cartoons. That's what I do, and then as I say, car fucked up, so couldn't yeah. do it. Couldn't do but, it. So then I was like, right, okay, well now I've got to do the bedtime and all that sort of shit. And then we were watching the we were watching it on TV, and by the time Tori went to bed, I was like, right, it's now fucking half past eleven. Can I fit another yeah. one in? Can I get one in? Yeah, yeah. Can I squeeze and, it in? Yeah. Spoiler, I did. Um, I, but but it's because it kind of it, it asks so little of you as well, doesn't it? Because the, because those narratives are so savvy, just in the same way that He Man is. Yeah. It asks so little of you that yeah, that twenty minutes isn't like a big ask, and yeah. you know. Even though you want to watch another one, it's not like it's not going to have a big cliffhanger where you're like, oh, yeah. fucking hell, no, I'm binging this one. for the next. Yeah. So you could it, it just easily kind of slides in and slides out. You're like, but yeah. I, I want to watch more. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the only the only one, the only show that we've watched back, um, which I've done that on, certainly in the last two years is Recess. Yes, I, I felt that as well. I mean, I also, you know, I keep saying i'm re-watching pokemon when we started watching that because i thoroughly enjoyed re-watching that and kim possible 
as well. Um, it just continues to delight me. Yeah. But and and with with Kim Possible, I have picked up more since. I haven't with Pokemon because it's that's it's not my bag, as I said at the yeah. time. But um, this is the only one where be, I actually did it before we what before we did the episode. I sat down. I think I sat down about seven o'clock, and the kids were up, were were upstairs getting ready for bed. Um, Tori was sorting them out, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit down here. I'll put one on. I'll watch half a dozen while I'm you know, playing FIFA or whatever else. And I just know it'll be on. I'll, I'll I'll see enough to actually watch it. And the next thing I knew, it was quarter to two. Yeah, yeah, it's I, so easy to watch. And that's that's where I, I am with this. I mean, I didn't do that last night. So I only I only watched two extras, mm. um, but that was still forty minutes. Um, yeah, it, it's so easy to and, watch. Like, at the it's end so of that, entertaining like, as well. Yeah, yeah, at the end of that, I was like, right, it's it's only quarter past twelve. Can I watch another one. I could squeeze one in, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, oh, hang on, no, because the car's fucked. I've got to walk the kids to school, so I've got to get them up earlier. Yeah, I've got, no, I'll, I'll go to bed instead. Shouldn't yeah. have bothered. I didn't fucking sleep. I should, I should have just stayed up and watched TV, but, yeah, got to try. And, I mean, there aren't that many episodes either. I think I'm probably 30, two-thirds of the way. Yeah, I think I'm probably about two-thirds of the way through. Um, and, like I say, it's been it's been a mission to find the time that. to watch those. But, 34, 34 yeah. episodes. But I want to watch more. And, and like, look... The, I enjoy it. I, I've definitely enjoyed it, and I definitely want to watch more. But it's not perfect, you know. Don't don't get us wrong. Oh, no, like, no. I'm not saying they, there are things. Like I said, there are points in this where I'm just left like properly face palming because it's been so good, and then they just drop a massive clanger, you know. Yeah. And, and it normally is in the writing. It normally is a narrative issue that I have. Um, but by and large, it's just so enjoyable. Like, and and it it, it does come down to. To those character designs and like i say the moment to moment writing the gags are really good but those yes. character designs specifically like that i feel like that's the real triumph of this because you know when we look at how many times video games have been adapted whether that is into movies or whether that's into tv or whatever it's going to be like there's always this temptation to remove those characters so far from their origin yeah. that it just you just lose who they are and you get this th- weird mess like you get with the mario brothers movies whereas here they by because we're in the video game world and video game logic applies yeah. then mega man can be mega man and kid icarus can be a kid icarus and so well, and all they're yeah. doing is taking the elements of their character and exaggerating them into cartoonish form so the icarus for instance yes. is because kid icarus is an ancient fucking greek cherub or whatever he is yeah um so it's you know it's that's but, why it's icus yeah but i mean even then like not just the characters i've been at the world designs i mean if you come back to the, the bayou billy episode again um mm-hmm. there was the um i can't remember what they called it but there was the star that yes. you, know, the, you know things like that 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 works in that universe you couldn't do it in the real in the real world part of the show but in that world you can throw a star and it'll chase after people and bonk them on the head and all that, because that's how that universe works and they it's very sure of the world it lives in i think a lot of that is owed to the games because Obviously, the games have their own inbuilt physics and their inbuilt logic and all the rest of it, so they kind of just draw on that, and they, they commonize or standardize that um, mm. to a point where it doesn't matter which game world you're in, if you're in Castlevania world, if you're in Cong- uh, Congo land or wherever you are, it all works the same. And that that's really good, and that works really well. But, I mean, on top of that, I mean, talking about character, I mean, we're seeing it come back more now, but certainly from the 80s, 90s, and early aughts, any adaptation of a cross-platform product so be it a, a game to a film or a game to tv or tv not, or vice versa it was always very much you you diluted the characters because you wanted a cookie cutter version of if you're making an action film you want a cookie cutter version of indiana jones but isn't indiana jones if you're making sci-fi you want to make star wars without making star wars and it's only it was only probably i won't i won't say it's when um the marvel movie started it was a little bit before that 
but it, was, it wasn't much before that where you started going hang on these are these characters are already done they're already yeah. made they're already fully formed we know a hell of a lot about them and so do their fans so instead of going right okay let's make a tomb raider film where lara croft is just lara croft and she doesn't do anything she doesn't have any history we don't know any anything about her but she's a kick-ass woman who does gymnastics and shit and looks really now and, and always changing into really tight outfits outfits that's what they did with the, the, the Lara Croft um, Tomb Raider movies, the, the Angelina Jolie ones. It was just a case of, right, we want to get her doing some stunts and get her some really fucking tight clothes. Mm. That's it. Doesn't matter about the character. We'll try and do a little bit of backstory, but nobody will care because she's in like wet clothes. Yeah. And it took a long time to move away from that into, holy fuck, actually, people want characters in these shows. People want to, in these shows and in these movies, people want to know what's going on. People actually want to believe these characters. Even if you know, even if it is sci-fi or if it's something completely incredible, they still want to be able to root for these characters. But as it is, you don't give them anything to latch onto, and that's when they started making these characters uh, more three-dimensional. And you know, it's happened through movies. It's it's happening the other way as well, where you no know, where th- where films and TV you know, informed um, books as, and, and literature as well. So all of a sudden, you're right. Okay, it doesn't matter what medium you're in; these characters exist and they exist in the same way. Yeah. Or there, there's a version, or there's an iteration, or an adaptation. But it's not just Okay, this is this is an Iron Man cartoon, and this is a film about a guy in an iron suit that's red and he flies around. No, it's 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 doing that justice. And I think that part of the charm of this is that they they do that to an extent. They have tried to retain characters. Um, they definitely have. Yeah, and it's it's something that carries really well. I mean, I as I know, I didn't watch as much as I wanted to. I will I will watch the end. There's only 34 episodes. If I can find them all, I will. I mean, they are really fucking difficult to find apart from on YouTube. Yeah, um, I, I I difficulty tracking this down from the, like the, even like there there are um there was a DVD release but not in this country. Yeah. Um, there are like region one DVDs available on eBay for like fucking fortunes. Um, so I mean tracking tracking it down and watching it illegally was quite different. Uh, was quite difficult. Um, but yeah, I mean if they if they are all there, I will watch them. The only thing I I do slightly uh, lament with these is that there's not a there's not a full arc. And no, I, again, I think that's the that's the problem. The characters don't go anywhere. Yeah, and and that comes back to the the overall narrative of it as well. Like I said, the moment to moment of it, the characters are great. We understand who they are, but there's no growth with anybody, and that it needs to be Kevin. Really, that that needs to come from Kevin. Unfortunately, he is so generic. He's the most cookie cutter of all the characters. In fact, I would yes, say yes, he is. Yeah, um, you know, when he's our lead, it, you know, were it that he had all these issues in the real world, you know. And and then he had to confront them. I think we'd have a better show. But instead, they've tried to make him an everyman. You know, he's, yeah. he's a kid up in his bedroom being shut up by his mother to tidy his room. You know, he's just your average Joe school kid. Whereas what he needs to be, and he would be today, in fairness, there is no doubt about it. If this were to be remade today, he would absolutely be the specky nerdy kid that's getting bullied all the time. That's actually into science and probably works out his own way to open that portal. You know, and so that and so that you can transfer that knowledge and then become a hero with it. Yeah. See also Spider-Man mm. um, basically is who he would be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, and that's what's missing. That That is the piece that's missing from this puzzle. Other than that. Yeah, I, I think all the characters are great. And and I, I don't necessarily need all the side characters to grow. I just need them to support Kevin's arc. Yeah, there needs, um, to, be, there needs to be growth. There needs to be growth and there needs to be progression of an, of an overall narrative. Yes, exactly. I think that's what I think that's what this miss, this is missing. I mean, we've talked about this before, where um, you didn't, you don't necessarily always get it. And you certainly didn't get it in the eighties, but you, with a show like this, there needs to be an arc. There needs to be. We're starting, and they, and they do set it up. No, they do set it up where you have the king who's missing, and they, I think they bring him back at some point, don't they? Um, so I mean, there is a slight arc, but it doesn't develop anybody. 
no, there is there is an overriding arc. There is, but there's no growth through it. It's just something that's occasionally referred to. Yeah. Um, and, and and that's the issue. It, it is the character growth. It's not so much the lack of the arc. It's the lack of the arc for the for the character for our yeah. central character. Um, yeah. Like I said, there there is you know there is an episode, for instance, where he has to confront his high school bully and stuff like that. It's actually one of the better ones. It's very early on. I think it's episode like three or four. Um, and that works better because Kevin has something emotional that he has to go through. He's not just yeah. running around shooting things. And look, I love watching him running around shooting things and jumping around with his power pad. It's great. But I want that emotional connection. Um, but just to t- um, quickly circle back around on what you're saying about the characters and the creation mm-hmm. of the characters. I think what I really love about it uh, and what I really love about the characters is particularly at this time, you know, these were a collection of pixelated dots. Simon Belmont was nothing other than a pixelated action hero. Yeah. All of this stuff that's been projected onto him is somebody in a writer's room sat around in the Captain and writer's room going, OK, well, who is Simon Belmont actually? Yeah. You know, and, and just digging into what little backstory there is for Castlevania at that point where he's like, well, he's from a line of a vampire hunter. So he's, he's going to be full of himself because he's from a line. He's the best of the best. So he's yeah. going to be full of himself. And then they kind of sort of give him this slight Indiana Jones adventurer feel as well because yeah. he's going into all of these crypts and things. And it it feels like it's grown organically. Yeah. You know, and like I say, the same with Kid Icarus, as annoying as he is, the old Icarus thing and flying around wearing sandals and shooting all his magic arrows and stuff like that. They've taken bits of what's in the game. Yeah. And then they've gone, OK, well, how do we where do we move that onto? Well, he's Kid Icarus, so he's going to be a, a young, annoying child. Yeah. OK, fine. You know, and, and Mega Man, again, we were saying like the temptation would definitely be to just make him a walking tank. But instead, they've gone like, well, no. All right. Who is Mega Man? What is he? And actually, you know. There's all of this, this stuff, especially in later games with Mega Man, about, you know, where is the humanity in Mega Man? Because he is essentially a robot, you know, that's been created. Yeah, he's like like a, he's Robo, there's... Robocop, isn't he? Yeah, and, and so there's, yeah. There's I, that. I've got to be honest, the, the note I did, I made some notes, which I don't normally make many, but I've got some here. Um, and the one note I did make about Mega Man is that he reminded me instantly of um, Baby Herman from Roger Rabbit. Yes, yes, the voice, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's the voice, it's the voice, yeah. Um and yeah, you know, even even Lana, who's a completely made up character for this. Yeah. Um, again, you know, she's they haven't just gone, OK, we need a princess. Just like, just use fucking Peach or Daisy and change the name or whatever. Or if they wanted to, because they do it later on, could have used Zelda. Yeah. But they're like, no, we'll make our own. OK, so who is she then? Well, actually, yeah, she's going to be quite a strong female. She's going to be able to run the kingdom on her own. She just can't handle herself in a fight, you know. Yeah. And so all of this stuff. And then even like of all the villains they could have picked. Like hmm. somebody's just gone mother brain. Nobody's picking fucking mother brain. No. Wait, no mother, mother brain makes me laugh because there are three things that I always in watching mother brain. There are three things jumped up. One is that there's an episode of Doctor Who. Um, it's an early David Tennant one where there's a character in a jar who is effectively a stretched out piece of skin. Mother brain. Yeah. Mother brain. Um, voiced by in in that it was voiced by Zoe Wanamaker, but voiced by Kid Rock. It's the same fucking uh, by Chris Rock. It's the same fucking character. And then yeah. the, the other thing that strikes me is strike both of those off. And it's fucking Audrey too. Literally is, isn't it? Yeah. Completely. I yeah. Hadn't even made that connection, but literally is. Um, the the but, voice and the mannerisms yeah. and everything. But again, to take it to that level, you know, you're talking about in Metroid, Mother Brain is literally a giant brain with eyeballs on. Hmm. There's none of this inner tank with a stretchy face. Yes. Giant brain with some eyeballs on one of the worst bosses ever <laughs> in terms of design like it's yeah. a brain with eyeballs yeah and so for a start they've picked that 
which is yeah. weird because if you're going to take again this comes back to the villain thing like you're using metro why are you not using samus why, yeah. why is samus not in with our heroes well right um <laughs> hang on i've just read about this this was um is when there a ca- reason for this there is um but, don't you better not be telling me it's because she's female no um because i'm gonna go berserk if they didn't use it <laughs> no so when somebody asked um why samus didn't appear in the tv series jeffrey scott who was in the writer said never heard of her that's why what? i know <laughs> is this one of those things where like people think link is called zelda so he thinks like samus is called metroid i don't know like but anyway, to not use Samus and to use Mother Brain is a weird decision. Yes. But then for somebody who clearly hasn't played the games as well, to pick Mother Brain is weird. So somebody literally... I think the reason for the reason would be because Mother Brain looks so different. And it's 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 very much but it, a gnome. I mean but again, it's, it's not it's... your standard villain. I mean, if you think of like, even when they did Krang in Turtles, Krang was a brain, but Krang had a big fucking suit. Yeah. So the yeah. thing, the thing you always saw was the big fucking robot walking around and, and it had again, a brain in its gut. Yeah, that that's kind of where I'm going with it is that they they've taken this rubbish villain, quite frankly. Mm. Yeah, it could have had Bowser, could have had Ganon. Ganon does appear in later games. You know, you've got Eggplant Wizard, you've got King Hippo, even right. You could have had you could have had Dracula if you wanted. Right? Yeah. You just add any of these villains, but they go, no, we're going to use Mother Brain. But then they take it from what is essentially a giant brain with eyeballs into this science experiment piece of skin in a jar yeah. attached to a brain that talks like Audrey too. that like again the thought process of that writer's room just like no this needs to be a character this can't just be a brain like mother brain has a very definite character yeah yeah, yeah. Doesn't she? yeah you know and it, again it's the same even with king hippo and eggplant wizard like you know who they are you know the characters yeah you know um I, and i i think that's what the magic is in this for me it's it's the the certain amount, especially as a kid, not so much now, I'm a 40-year-old man, but as a kid, the the projection and the wish fulfillment of like, oh, it would be so cool if I could get sucked into a video game and all of a sudden I could like shoot things for real. And so yeah. there's that. And then there's all of these characters on top of it that just absolutely captured my imagination. And now as an adult, I'm going back and I've got that nostalgia triggering. So that's definitely carrying a certain wave of this. I, I'm yeah. aware that I have rose-tinted glasses on. But then looking past that and ignoring the obvious flaws that we've just talked about, which are pretty major flaws, but yeah. I feel like everything else is so enjoyable that I can go along with it. And, and let's be fair, it's not you the know, first time we've come across Robbie Animation. I mean, even going back to you know, one, one of the, the early ones when we talked about Batman animated series, I mean, there are entire episodes of that which had to be redone because the the, the production company or the animation studio just went, ah, oh, fuck it, nobody will notice. Yeah, and I mean, look, it, I know it's, it's quite it's common with animation, and we know yeah. that, especially in the eighties, and it was churn out as much as you can, as quick as you can, as cheaply as you can, unless you're Disney, churn it out as quick as you can, and nobody will care because yeah, it's and, for kids. Yeah, and look, like I said, for the majority of the time, I actually think the animation is pretty good. It's not great, yeah. but it's pretty good. Um, it's just that you know there are those unfortunate ah nobody's going to notice yes. things that 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 let it down, and the lack of the over overarching narrative and things like that that let it down but those characters are just so likable and creative and enjoyable and yes familiar because they play on the tropes but they each bring something slightly different to them simon belmont is not the same as every other cookie cutter buffoon hero he is yeah. something slightly different yeah so the same as you know icarus isn't your typical loyal sidekick mega man's no. not, your ta- not your tank bodyguard there's just something slightly different about them which you know it's you no know, it's 
it's almost a third dimension. If, yeah, if you look at it, it really is. carefully, you they might just see them. If they just had a bit of growth, they would really feel like characters. characters. Yeah. Um, one, one of the interesting things, again, just going back to Belmont, just, well, I mean, we'll wrap up in a bit, but just going back to Belmont, one of the things that, just because I'm me and I couldn't resist doing this, I've, I've sort of sat down and thought about how the Belmont line tracks through to the Netflix Castlevania. Hmm. And I've not like put the pieces into place and stuff like that. I'm sure there are people far nerdier than me that can do that out there. But I was more looking about the through line of the character. And actually, it it really does track when yeah. you see like <laughs> when you see Simon here being this like all about the glory, all about, you know, the thrill of it and all about just making sure he's the best of the best. And then you get all the way through then to Trevor in the in the Netflix series being like, I am so fucking done with this and being yeah. so world weary about it and self-loathing and hating the entire Belmont line. The whole thing tracks so beautifully. Yeah. Like you could see it, you could see it being like his great great grandson or something and just be like, oh, they were wankers. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And just owning his shit. Like, I, that's taken me on a flight of fancy all afternoon. <laughs> just I, I think this is it. I mean, we talked earlier on about you know, how there are certain things that show you're enjoying it. You know, the fact that you know, you, you've, you've gone and cast, you know, cast a real-life version and stuff like that. Again, that's another one. You go, actually, what are the implications of this? How does this affect yeah. what I'm watching now? And yeah. not in a, hang on, if that happens, that doesn't work. You've, you've created your own fucking paradox. But in a sense of... That must have happened. You must have done that. This must have happened at some point to get to here, and then we can go to there. Oh, that would be cool if that happened there. And yeah, again, it's because you, even though these characters are largely two dimensional, you still invest in them. Yeah. And it again, that's something that I didn't expect to happen. I mean, I I went into this as I watched a couple, um, not as many as I'd like, but I went into thinking right, I watch as I do quite often because you no, know, the amount of shit we watch for the various shows. I'm writing a book. I'm editing a book. And it's just I'm working 60 hours a week and having kids. And it's just, for fuck's sake, something's got to give. So I'll watch a couple, enough to get me through and not to jog my memory. And I sat down and watched this as a fuck everything else. Yeah. Like bollocks to the fucking world. I'm sitting here and I'm watching this. Yeah. Because it's that good, isn't it? It is that good. I really didn't expect that. I've got to be honest. No, I I didn't either. I was, this was one of the ones I was excited about rewatching, but also nervous because sometimes when we go back to the stuff that we really, really love, especially if we haven't rewatched it before, you know, that's happened to us on a few occasions where we've rewatched something and gone, oh no. Yeah. Why did you do that? I don't remember that. Oh no, it's actually rubbish. Yeah. And now, and and that spoils the memory that you had. Yes. But from the instant the opening credits fired up and you get the map with all the different worlds and the music kicked in, I remember the music. Yeah. You know, and I, I, this, yeah, this just took me back and I enjoyed it every bit as much as I used to enjoy it, even with the flaws. Yeah. Like I still, and, and I can see the flaws now when I know that they're there, but it hasn't taken away from it at all. Like it, even with the flaws, I would still say, you know, to a kid today, I would put this in front of me, go, you should watch that. It's really good. Whereas yeah. some of the stuff, like I, I know some people that we know are now rewatching 80s He Man because we've talked about it so much and their response has been, this is fucking awful. Um, yeah. I said, like, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, but we grew yeah. up with it. Yeah. So but we did. You know, we did warn you. Yeah, but we did tell you it was bad. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> but we can't see the bad because we grew up with it. Whereas this, I can quite yeah. comfortably say, no, actually, like, yes, there are some, there are some through the teeth moments, but yeah. the vast majority of this is really fucking enjoyable. And I, yeah. I could confidently recommend it to people, I think. Yeah. I think the thing for me is that, I mean, I there are some things I've watched ad nauseum over the years. 
There's some things I watched when I was a kid. I've maybe seen two or three times since. There's some things I've not seen at all since I was like fucking eight or something. And this falls into that category. Yeah. And I remember, so I, I didn't recognize the name when you mentioned it. And as soon as you mentioned Simon Belmont, I, I, I looked into the right. That's the thing I've been fucking looking for for years. Never rewatched it. And then I, I got quite nervous thinking, right. I remember, I don't remember anything about it, but I remember really enjoying this show. Yeah. Am I now going to go into this and shit on my you know, my childhood and shit on that memory? And truth be told, I really haven't. And I've been really pleasantly surprised by the fact, how, by how well this holds up. Yeah, I, I agree. I think part of it is because video games have just stayed a constant in society since. You know, mm. they, they've never gone away, if anything. They've no, they, they, strength they, to strength. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, they're um, far bigger now than they ever were when we were kids. Yeah, you know, to the point where there is a there is a possibility, I, I think, that this could be rebooted. I, I see no reason why it can't. The only issue is that the characters today... It would be the licensing would be the problem. Well, it's not just the licensing. I think you also now fall into that trap where we said these were just pixels on a, on a screen that you could easily sort of project character onto, whereas now a video game character is a fully rounded character already. So now you're looking into the realms of adaptation and people going, ah, but that's not the character that's in the game. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't so much. No, we didn't, and I wouldn't so much worry about that. I mean, if if it was done, if you had competent writers, and we talked about this before on on other shows as well, if you have competent writers who understand how characters work and how narrative works and how an arc works and how things come together, you can still have this ensemble piece with these very different characters. I mean, Chris, look at no, whichever iteration, be it no, be it the movies, be it or no, the the Marvel, the sort of the MCU, or be it the comics. Or you no, know, look at the DC equivalent with Justice League. You, you know, you can have these rounded characters who come together and you put them in a in a property together. That's fine. That works as long as you're competent writers who understand a who the characters are and b where you where you want to go with them mm-hmm. and how they need to work together. That can work. That's not that that's fine. But you you run the risk of somebody going right. Okay, well this is the Avengers, but with Nintendo, and, and that's the worry. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's the worry is that somebody would try and make a would try and base a property on something else and try and sort of try and wrap it wrap it around an existing format rather than saying right okay we've got this we've got this fucking show from 30 years ago that started something can we build on that can we expand on that in such a way that we can use these characters together and we could no, we can again build it like the no, the, the dc movies or the marvel movies we can no, we can we introduce we can introduce these characters one at a time that's fine we can oh, build the God. universe around yeah. it can you can you imagine a fucking Castlevania movie. A separate, yeah, well, I mean, there's a Mario Brothers movie coming up from Illumination, so maybe it starts there. I mean, that maybe. that's the only worry with this now. If it's going to be a Nintendo product now, you know, Nintendo then is was very different to Nintendo now. And I, yeah. I still love them, and I still love how fucking mental they are. But, you know, if you do this now, you're not going to have Simon Belmont and Mega Man and all them. You're going to have Mario and Luigi and Yoshi and Wario and Waluigi and the Pikmin and Pikachu and... They just look. I love those characters, but they just fundamentally but they're not this. Not yeah, they're not as entertaining <laughs> as Simon Belmont and Mega Man and Kid Icarus forming this kind of action hero expendable squad yeah. out of what you had at the time. So I think if if you do redo it, it almost needs to be it needs to be one of those ironic eighties reboots almost. Yeah, where it's kind it's of stuck like in the eighties, you know. Yeah, kind of like uh, fucking what was it called the. I think it was Chris Evans and Idris Elba were in it. Was it The Losers? Yeah. It kind of it kind of needs yeah, to be yeah. a bit like that. It's no, it's 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 self-aware to a point, but it doesn't play on it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's not meta for the sake of meta, but it it does it does a job of saying right, we can do this, and we can have, we can have these people and these characters, but 
it's not going to be what you think it's going to be. Yes. And I, I think, think that's, that, yeah, that's that what it needs to be. It. Yeah. I mean, it's either that or rather than being a Nintendo franchise now, you do, as I mentioned earlier, need to make it essentially an Xbox franchise now. Because that's, that's where everything exists. That's where, you know, even the stuff, and unless you're looking at specifically getting Nathan Drake in or something like that, yeah. then that's where all of these characters exist now. Yeah. You know, they're pretty much all over on a, on a Microsoft platform somewhere. You know, and, and and if not these, then you can get the equivalent of these. You know, you can get your Master Chiefs in there. You can get your Belmonts in there. You can, yeah. Microsoft have the power to leverage these yeah. licensing deals. So I, I think that's what happens now is instead of Captain N, it's Captain X, isn't it? Yeah, which is a simple oh, swap out, isn't it? It sounds a bit like a porno, but also you, you'd worry that Marvel would possibly go, hang on, are they trying to make it sound like it's X-Men? Good point. Um, okay, so he's Captain Box, I guess. <laughs> Again, porn. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Captain XB? I don't know. Mm, yeah, you're reaching a bit. I mean, reality of it is, you it don't happen, is Captain anything anyway. No, that's, that's it. Kid. So, yeah, but, but, but I feel like that's where it would be now. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like they're the only they're the only platform, if you like, that, that have the ability, I think, to, to bring these characters together. Because Sony very much have their own thing and Nintendo very much have their own thing. And Sony is going to be like way too adult orientated. Like you've got yeah. Kratos and fucking Ellie and all it, like that's a different show. Do you know what I mean, and yeah. Aloy and like that's that's a super violent. That's a Netflix yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Right. So it, it needs to be over there on Xbox where they can, you know, even a character like Master Chief, you can you can dumb him down a little bit for kids, you know. Yeah. Um, you dumb you him down. You make him. You make him John Cena. It's fine. Yeah. You, you know, you ain't doing that with the Sony lot. So. No, no you're not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that there is scope for it. I mean, you could reboot. I don't know. I don't know how well it would translate. I think it's the problem. I think that if you were going, you'd have to do a lot of groundwork first. And I think that's that's what I was going with. You'd need to you basically make, need to make a universe around it. So you'd have to give everyone their standalone bit and then bring them together. And even if once you brought them together, you never split them up and you never went back down the solo movie route, you've at least done the groundwork to introduce them and bring them all together. I want what you're selling. I I, I want I want the the Castlevania Mega Man fucking Kid Icarus movies. And well, then I yeah. want the captain there's like, in. There's like an hour and a half a day where I don't do anything apart from sleep. So let's 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 use it for that. Let's write and it. I mean, and I mean, it is quite easy to write, okay? Because it it starts off with with Lana having to summon all of these individually. So she has she summons Belmont, she summons Mega Man, she summons Kid Icarus, summons you throw Link in there as well, okay? Originally, because then you can bring Zelda in as well, and then all of them are together mm. in the Palace of Power. Mother Brain attacks, and then just before, like your your final post credit sting before you get to your actual first Avengers, is them reaching out to Captain so N. Kevin. And then Cap- yeah. yeah, that's where the Captain N of it all comes in and brings the whole team together. Yeah. So you have all of those movies first. Yeah. Like, copyright what, us. What, your, so give us a buzz, Nintendo. Like, yeah. Fuck Bowser, get on the phone. Yeah. Get on the phone, yeah. Bowser. Like <laughs> we got plenty of time. Although let's be said, we don't want to happen. We don't want to happen to us. What happened to Randy Studdard, which is who's the guy who created Captain N. No, uh, yeah, copyright us, you owe us money for your characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we see anything like that, you'll be hearing yeah. from our non-existent lawyers. Yes. Which may just be Chris with a, a funny accent. Even though they're your characters, and they actually, they belong to various different video game companies. But it's so our the story. Legal, the legal paperwork on this alone <laughs> is horrendous. <laughs> it's never going to happen. No. But right, I wish it would. It's nice to dream. <laughs> yeah. Nice to dream. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really think I've got much else to say about this. I, mean, I was th- really pleasantly surprised by this as a product. Um, 
I do still have like 20 odd episodes to watch, so I'm going to do that. I'm not entirely sure when, but I'm going to do that in the next week or so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just came into this not expecting a great deal. And I've come out of it, like well, as you've probably told for the last hour and a quarter, really fucking happy. Yeah, I, I've kind of gone the opposite way in that I was coming into this expecting a lot because I I, I cannot... I cannot underestimate how much, or sorry, overestimate how much this show meant to me as a kid. Uh, like I said, I, I've carried, I literally have carried Simon Belmont with me my entire life. He pops up as a character in most things I write. He's my fucking Dungeons and Dragons character with a different name. All right, like I've carried him with me. This thing means a lot to me. Um, so having not ever watched it again and just having those memories to go off, only because it's so fucking difficult to find in this country uh. and, and because we really do like we say it all the time i know but we really do mean it listeners like we want to pay for things we do not like hmm. watching things without paying for them yeah okay? you, sh- you we, should hear the number of tellings off i get from the other half about buying shit films for mark for better than mario yeah because i would know i mean it's you spent eight quid on that you spent nine quid on that you spent four quid on that yeah when you rent it well renting it was six quid so it's no fucking different anyway but it's where i can rewatch it but yeah it's i know i i will always go out and do that because no we've we've been the other side of that where we've made stuff and no as as somebody who's put no not only put blood sweat and tears in but put money into it as well in our case yeah you want to see some of that coin back you do people work very hard on these things and they deserve to be remunerated for their efforts and if they aren't then they simply don't make things anymore yeah. So we do believe in in paying for things, and that's why I've never rewatched this, and that is the only reason I've never rewatched this. All the other shows I loved as a kid, I've got them all in my DVD collection if they're available, and I've got the complete runs of He-Man and Thundercats and all of those. I've never been able to find this, but it came to the point where we just we had to do it, you know, for everything we talk about on the show, for nostalgia value and the shows that shaped our childhoods this was a really big one for me. So I was really excited to go back and watch it, but with that came a lot of nervousness um yeah. I, and but thankfully i've enjoyed it just as much as i always have like there yeah. is just something magical about this show for me and yes that's partly the nintendo aspect and the video game aspect but i think it's more as i've said ad nauseum on, on this episode now it's more about those characters and the relationships between them and the way they spark off each other and yes they don't grow but we know who those characters are and they're funny and they're entertaining and so I'll watch them in various similar situations yeah. week after week or, you know, 20 minutes after 20 minutes, as it is in this case, because yeah. I'm watching them in, in blocks. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's everything I remember it being. It's no more and no less. But that's fine. And I can put my hand on my heart and recommend this to people. And that makes me very, very happy because I was worried yeah. this was another one that I'd be coming away from going, oh, no, that really isn't very good. You know, like we did with raccoons and raggy dolls and some of those this is one that i can walk away from and go yeah that is every bit as good as i remember it and you should definitely watch it listeners like if you can get it and pay for it then please do and if you can't look if you have to just watch it on youtube it's all there and it's worth your time so if you have any passing interest in the source material whatsoever you will absolutely love it and even if you don't i still think it'll entertain you and it may sort of act as a gateway if you like into the source material because there's plenty of it out there as well yeah so yeah great one of the best shows we've done in a long long time I think. yeah definitely i mean it's 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 it's, what, it's one of my favorites that we've done certainly this year um oh, if yeah. not longer um but yeah i mean obviously we'd love to know i mean i i remembered bits of the show but not what the show was so, th- so this came when this came sort of flooding back as i started watching it 
Um, I would love to know what other people make of this. Um, if you watch it as a kid, or if you go, if you watch it now and you're introduced for the first time, think, you, know, you, you, you see a bit of origin or a bit of background for these characters that you've, you've grown up with. Let us know what you think. Let us know where, uh, sort of what it, what it means to you, what, what your take on it is. Um, on Twitter at SMPDPod. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can also get our previous episodes and other shows as well. Uh, on Facebook and YouTube with the Level 1 Podcast Network, where we get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Amazon Music, Google Play. I always fucking forget what order they come in. Um, yeah, like, share, subscribe, leave some message, and we'll get back to you as best we can. Until next time. See you later.